0: hello and welcome to another episode of movies that make us i'm jake
1: i'm tracy
2: hi and i'm robert not val (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> val can be here today so i am going to be sitting in for her hopefully i can uh do her proud
0: oh i have we're, no doubt yeah we're glad to have you uh robert i think it you'll do just fine i'm not worried about it at all uh <laughs> challenge accepted no just kidding
1: <laughs> val is currently hanging out with timon and pumba in the wild down in south africa so uh, Dave's got a yes. tattoo convention and they're doing a little sight scene and we're super excited for both of them. So, but we're excited to have Robert.
2: Well, thank you.
0: We're very excited to have you here, Robert. And we're excited uh, because you picked the movie for us. We said mm-hmm. you're going to be guessing what would you like to talk about? And you picked Smokey and the Bandit.
2: And now, to be I, honest, it was a half joke when I, when I picked this movie. <laughs> however, okay. I regret nothing. <laughs> okay well
0: i'll tell you when when you said it there were probably i don't know 10 15 movies that i would have thought you would say and this was not even close to that list i am
2: happy to have broken the mold and yeah. if you ever let me pick a movie again i will probably pick something a little closer to what you would expect but this <laughs> one was just one of those what is the most outrageous movie they're going to be like there's no way you are going to do this and they said challenge, yes
1: challenge accepted man <laughs> we're like drax we're very literal
2: Fair enough.
0: (laughs) Well, when you said it, I thought you know the truth is that's probably the perfect follow up for the fountain
2: that we did last week. So
0: total palate cleanser.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, there we go. Well, then I'm happy to have been at least of some use in it's getting okay. something that could be like, no, 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 not that.
1: Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, it's one of those, it was like, as soon as you said it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen that movie in so long. So I was excited to go back and revisit that.
2: So I, I am a person of a certain age, and I am of an age, when this movie came out, I saw it in the theater. Okay. Um, okay. Three times. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I actually got my father, you know, my father took me to go see it, and then I'm like, I think a week or so later, a week or two later, it was like, can we see it again? And then probably another week or two after that was like, can we see it again? And my father apparently has the patience of Job. because he's like, <laughs> okay. And he sat with me through this movie all three times. But it's also become that movie that everybody has that guilty pleasure movie that just kind of, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like, you don't talk much about it, except for now. And, you know, when you do, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. So for a six-year-old kid, sitting mm-hmm. in the movie theater shoveling popcorn into your face this is kind of an ideal movie just for the action you don't have to think mm-hmm. a lot about
1: yeah. plot mm-hmm. although
2: there are you know as you get older you kind of go oh well that was a thing <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing and, oh oh um but all so in all through, it's like, fast cars. It. yeah it's, it's fast cars and and, and action and um yeah, we, we can get into all of that, but yeah, so that's why I chose it. So thank you for Absolutely. indulging me. Absolutely. No, it, it was a
0: lot of fun to go back and watch this one. And uh, it's interesting you say watching it as a six-year-old. There was probably a lot in this movie that went over your head as a six-year-old as you listen to <laughs> some of the so dialogue and the stuff so, that happens. So this, much. This, this is what I love about the 1970s is because mm-hmm. PG was like the Wild West as far as the rules go. It was anything from that was – above a G up to that I mean. line that would be an R. Cause this, mm-hmm. this would yeah. probably be a PG 13. Easily. Now. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I don't know this, I don't know that this movie could be made the same way today. And mm. I would actually wonder, I mean, you could do a lot of the basics of it. Um, of, you know, we, we have the setup of, you know, I'm challenging this person to do X. Right. And the cross country aspect, but some of the, uh, social mores have changed over the past yes. few years. So you're just kind of like, oh, uh, maybe we shouldn't do that.
0: There, there were quite a few moments where I <laughs> said to my wife, they couldn't make this movie with that <laughs> line today.
2: And if um, I remember correctly, this is the first movie that I, or actually probably the first time I remember seeing somebody give the middle finger and, yeah. and then getting, then getting a conversation after the movie of like, yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and it's Sally Field that gives the middle finger. It, huh? I mean, Gidget. Who's going to expect Gidget to be like, oh, oh
0: yeah. that happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, so Sheriff Buford D, T. Justice, I think, gives us most of the problematic material in this movie that wouldn't work today. And I kind of... Like I feel like it fits. I don't think anybody was saying that any of what he was saying or doing was socially acceptable. They were making fun of a certain type of person that was not a good person even back in the 70s, even though he was
2: the law. And by the way, if your name is Buford T. I mean, Bandit was the ultimate outsider for, you know, fast cars, trucker, uh, rebel in more than one sense.
0: Yep. Uh, I was I was just gonna say if, if you name your kid Buffer T Justice, like you know he's gonna grow up and be a sheriff. Like what kind of name is that anyway? Uh,
1: um,
0: and, and speaking of the sheriff, his his catchphrase, son of a bitch.
1: Um, some, yeah. bitch. Be, some, bitch. Not, some bitch could not be um could not be said on television. So in the 1980s they would overdub it and they came up with the phrase um scumbum. Yes. Okay, I scumbum. Say, I remember this scumbum, and it became so popular that in 2007, Hot Wheels released a 1970s Firebird Trans Am that has scumbum emblazoned on its tail.
2: Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. You scumbum! I remember so, when it was on TV and they would be scumbum. I'm like, okay. Right. And, and again, it didn't so much go over my head because it wasn't one of those things that stuck. Right. Uh, as far right. as as far just, as. In the movie, in the theater versus on TV, because I'm getting to watch the movie. So I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Right, right. But I remember catching it on cable a few years later, and it was like, oh, that wasn't. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> my my <laughs> favorite sensor of all time is uh, snakes on a plane.
2: Oh, had, I've, I've had it with this Monday to I've had it with these monkey fighting, monkey snakes. fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Monday to Friday plane. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, I my 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 heart goes out to whoever the editors were that had to figure out how to edit snakes on the snakes on a plane for for television.
2: Do just beep is like do you just beat the whole movie? I mean yeah at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um but yeah, it's, uh, smoking the band. Like I said, it's one of those things where seeing it as a kid, it was, it's just become one of those lifelong guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of, I guess my formative movies were from the seventies. Um, like my 10 being the 78 Superman, but, mm-hmm. but you know, smoking the band is just check your brain at the door. Don't think too hard about it. Fun. And it's actually led to two funny things. Uh, in my life, one, when we discovered that we were having twins, some friends and some friends of mine um, got us a couple of gift cards to a store, and they I, they had teddy bears on them, and they labeled one Smokey and one Bandit. So, <laughs> so that was one. Um, Oh, sure. I just forgot the other one because that one just superseded it. Ah. <laughs> because that was, I just think that's adorable. Um, and then now cannot remember what the other thing was that was so endearing about that movie that had a later... Oh, sorry. So um, Maker's Mark will do a thing where you can become an ambassador and you can, you can have your name put on one of their barrels of whiskey mm-hmm. as it's brewed. And then you can go to Kentucky and tap or, and draw from that barrel. Okay. So my wife is, because um, my barrel came comes up this year. She's like, well, you know, we could fly to Kentucky and then Smokey and the Bandit it back. And I'm just like, tell me more. I love you. <laughs> I, love I love you so you. much. <laughs> so that may be yeah. a summer trip.
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, you can't transport that back to Utah, right?
2: No. <laughs> no alcohol content. content no no Mm-mm. i can't Although, i can't it's... i can't bring 18 bottles of it back <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was so weird to see them smuggling
2: cores well like, yeah knew that, and that but was just it's so ubiquitous now you know but at the time but well, one of the things is cores was pretty much a regional beer at that time okay so it didn't have Wow I am that old it didn't have the, <laughs> it didn't have right the, you,
1: but I don't remember that
2: the national um coverage so it was you know it was one of these things like when you're gonna challenge it, so for people who don't know the premise of the movie um, this very wealthy man and his son who who basically treat life like we can bet on anything we want and you know we have the money to back it up find a local truck driver who's kind of a legend slash notorious take your pick and challenge him to drive from Atlanta, Georgia to Texarkana, Texas, pick up a truck full of Coors beer and drive it back to Atlanta in 48 hours. And
1: and they want to celebrate in style.
2: Exactly. So having done part of that drive uh, in moving here, it's like 48 hours. It's doable, but it's not fun. It wouldn't be fun by any stretch of the imagination, and you know you've also at this point got to load the truck, you've got stops to make, et cetera, and it's and it's uh Burt Reynolds as uh, Bandit, Bo Bandit Darville, and mm-hmm. Jerry Reed as uh, his best friend Cletus Snow, uh, known as the Snowman, and they're a two-man truck driving team. So they're, you know, they're like, okay, well actually Bandit's like, okay. And uh, Cletus, <laughs> when, he, when Bo tells him this, is kind of like, you are out of your cotton-picking mind.
0: Yep. Almost literal,
2: you're out of your cotton-picking mind. Like, that's 48 hours. There's no way that, you know, one team could do this. And, you know, this is when Bandit's like, but I've got a plan. <laughs> and you're just like, oh my. <laughs> Here we go. And, you know, hijinks ensue. I think
0: one of my favorite moments is as they're talking about the plan. And Cletus brings up, well, you know, they're they're listening on the CVs now. Smokey's always listening on the Sme on the mm-hmm. CVs now. How are we gonna get around that? He's like, well, I, I haven't really thought that one through. And so Cletus comes up with this plan that channel twenty one is gonna be channel nineteen and channel eleven is gonna be channel nine like and it's not there's no rhyme or reason in the numbers that he's <laughs> picking. <gonna> <laughs> <laughs> and like bandits kind of looking at him for a bit, like, yeah,
2: yeah, or <laughs> <laughs> it at one. It was just so overly complex. <laughs> and th- another reason this movie couldn't be made is cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing. Hey, I'm here. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I remember like people being really into like ham radio or CB radio and, and things uh, like that. And I'm thinking, was this the movie that like kicked off the craze with with CB and ham radio, because I mean, man, they were all over it. That's how if they communicated. Gas on
2: the fire, yeah. It was it it was it was interesting around that time because I remember that at at that point, CBs were mostly a trucker thing, but oddly enough, I knew people then who got them in their cars. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, and here we go. Yeah. And you know, a lot of kids were just kind of like trying to learn the 10 codes so they know what, you know, it's like how can I say where I am or when I'm going to the bathroom or I'm getting something to eat or blah, 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 or, you know, just to talk to truckers because to be honest at the time, truckers would, you get somebody on the radio and you would, you could actually talk to them for a few minutes while they're driving their, their load wherever. So that was mm-hmm. another thing that, you know, you couldn't just do with a cell phone, just going of like, Hey, I'm talking to you and it's just whomever you're talking to. And that's it. So yeah, it's, it's again, being of a certain age.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. When, <laughs> <laughs> years and, and years ago, now when my wife and I were first married, we drove up, uh, took a trip up to Washington with my family, and my dad was driving one car, my uncle was driving the other car, and we were riding my dad's car. They got walkie talkies mm-hmm. to communicate to each other on this convoy because this it, this was still before cell phones were like as widely used as they are now, and mm-hmm. smartphones weren't a thing yet, and and so they had these walkie talkies. And immediately, immediately, it was Bandit 1, Bandit 2, and <laughs> going back and forth. I mean, it took zero time for them to just drop right into it. And they, they became they became their six-year-old selves again
2: in the awesome. movie theater. Enjoying the new I, I love awesome. hearing this. This is great. Another thing about walkie-talkies at the time, um, because walkie-talkies were kind of an open band, you'd get bleed. Right. So a lot of times, you could just have a pair of walkie-talkies, and you would get CB traffic on it. So mm. you could talk to somebody on a CB on certain frequencies um, oh, with certain cool. certain walkie-talkies. So that was also awesome kind of neat. Yeah. Uh,
0: speaking. So looking at the the, you've got the two guys that are doing the bet, big and little Enos, <laughs> and then you've got Buford, and and Junior, mm-hmm. there. Like there is a weird like the writer of this and we're going to talk about him in a minute. Cause Robert, you've got some interesting things about him, but he's got some weird thing about like the dad son relationship in Mm -hmm. this part of the country because (laughs) both of them. Yeah. Like the sons kept calling him daddy. Like, well, it's the South. I don't call my dad daddy.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's the South. And to be fair. Wow. So many, so many things coming up out of this. To be fair, (laughs) that's not uncommon. Okay. I mean, especially in the time, you know, grown men would refer to their their dads as daddy and it and it wasn't a thing it was just that's just what it was mm-hmm. i mean yeah out to again late late 70s early 80s dallas like uh, jr um larry hagman always referred to his father as daddy and um i think that the other boys did as well so i mean it's it was common vernacular so it wasn't like yeah it's oh, creepy Right, right, and it didn't, play, and it wasn't played as creepy in the movie either. So let me no, it wasn't that. Yeah, but it's just weird to hear in you know the 2020s to hear somebody just go a grown man calling going to the zoo. Go okay, daddy, and you're just like yeah, well, what? So yeah, <laughs> I think I think what makes it stand out though now even
0: more is the fact that both of the sons were just incompetent. I mean, Junior, you see it a lot more than you do with Little Enos, but like Buford I is know. constantly. I think, I think
1: Little Enos is playing the long game.
0: I think he's, uh, yeah. he's a plotter.
2: Well, well yeah, little Enos how. is
0: yeah. He's he's got I think some other issues, some
2: Napoleon complex going <laughs> so, on there. I'm so, so, yes. not going to mention the fact that big Enos and little Enos are dressed exactly alike. You're not going to mention that at all. Well, well we yeah, <laughs> like these horrendously gaudy suits. Oh man, those yeah. Just like wow, that's a fashion <laughs> choice.
0: Colonel Sanders is like wow, <laughs> a little over the top.
2: That's
0: yeah, what I about guys. <laughs> Colonel Sanders is telling you it was a little over the top. You've done something wrong with your life choices. Yeah, they, I loved. I when they show up and they come talking to him, I'm like, these guys are the greatest. I love big itis and little itis. It reminded me. I can't remember is a, a Doc
1: Hopper almost from Muppet movie, just that mm. kind of that bigger Southern gentleman in the suit that's going to come over and talk to you.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's just you know, and it's Pat McCormick who is all you know, and the leads in this movie were all pretty well known yeah. for something. But yeah. I mean, you've got Burt Reynolds, who's actually movie superstar at this point. You've got Sally Field, who started as a teenager in in uh, the entertainment industry. Jerry Reed, as a you know country musician legend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jackie Gleason you know going back from the Jackie Gleason show and the Honeymooners all the way forward Yeah, um, Pat McCormick, Paul Williams and you're just like so let me get this straight you got all these people together to make a chase movie right yeah and 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 to be honest it's I mean like I said it's a movie that probably couldn't be made in any remote shape or form in the same way but it's silly kind of fun Oh yeah,
0: for sure. I, I think the closest thing that we have today are the Fast and the Furious. The Furious. Movies.
1: Yeah, I but curious. they take That'd it over
2: the, over the top. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's it; doesn't over the top. I mean, a little. It doesn't go. It doesn't go. But, Vin Diesel over the top. It yeah, it, it doesn't go like Carson Space over the top.
1: <laughs> Sylvester but, Stallone over the
0: top. No, oh. no, different movie, Tracy, and we're not talking about that movie. No, Thank no, I'll give you the slow clap on that one. Thank you. That was good. You know, the only way, the only way that we would talk about Over the Top on this show, I would say, is if someone were to join our Patreon at the executive producer level and choose that as the movie that we would talk about for them. Yeah, if you have any interest (laughs) in us talking about Over the Top or some other really random movie, go join our Patreon, join at the executive producer level, it's 12 bucks a month. And we will do the movie that you select. Absolutely. Because
2: they're never gonna let me pick a movie again. That's okay. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's, not true. that's not true. This wasn't
0: this wasn't a bad movie. That's the thing that's so funny is yeah, yeah, yeah. you you look at the script, you look at the story, and you think this has all the makings of being a really horrible, just poor film. The the guy who directed it, this is one of I think his first director yep. spots. Mm-hmm and you were mentioning to us Robert he was a, a, stunt man. a stuntman. stunt
2: man yeah so basically this guy's been a stunt man in hollywood since basically John since Wayne. god was a boy yeah. and he's you know he just he co-writes this script and in looking at a little bit about him you know he was not just a stuntman, but he eventually became like a nascar owner so you, he's he's the high action guy and yeah you look at the script and you know you're like the car chases, some of the stunts that are done in this movie because it was one of the first well, one of the ones that kind of cemented car jumps in in motion pictures. Yeah. Um, but he's the guy who can not only, he's directing it, but he's also the guy who can be like, we can do this physically this is possible and has the team together that can do this because he'd been a stuntman at this point I think for like 20 or so years before that. And he actually used to um, double for Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood, yeah. A few things, so I think that's where they met, and you know, lo and behold, he he finally gets a shot at at the title, and mm-hmm. and everybody's like, "You're a stuntman and you want to direct a movie," and the you know Universal took a took a chance on it, mm-hmm. and the movie wound up uh, earning, uh, uh, I think it did. Where was it? I had the budget numbers, so it had a four point three million dollar budget, and it was originally, I think, only slated for like a million dollars, and it just kind of kept creeping, and it <laughs> returned three hundred million. Yeah, and, and, nice and you ROI. know those are nineteen seventies dollars. That's
1: a, that's a nice yeah. ROI, yeah. It, 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 course, it had to, it had to be. be how many cars it sold.
2: Uh, exactly. Like
1: I, I'm sure when when Trans Am was approached, and they were like. Yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. And then they see their sales numbers skyrocket. They're
0: like, oh, yeah. I I know it sold cars. I know yeah. it sold at least one because <laughs> my granddad had a black Trans Am and thought that he was Burt Reynolds. He had the Burt Reynolds mustache his whole life, wore the cowboy hat all the time. Nice. So I know it oh. sold at least one car. Oh, that is, that is lovely. And – yeah, it that was
1: awesome. You need to You need to find a picture of your grandpa and put it up on our uh, Facebook page.
2: I'll um, see if I can find was, a good like, picture like, of him with the mustache. Okay. That's awesome. just got this. So when I was saying that cores wasn't available, it wasn't available east of Oklahoma. So okay, basically, yeah. West Coast was you could have cores, but you Not know, east. so to have it on the east, literally on the east coast, was like okay.
0: Well, and so I think was just, this was a time. I, I know that there are still some dry counties and communities and things like that, but mm-hmm. this was a time where that was much more prevalent that there, yeah. it was much harder to get the the alcohol in and out. And I think that was a weird thing to experience too, even living in Utah. I thought, it,
1: yeah. Cause I was like, I, I kind I remembered it that it was like, they were smuggling alcohol. So before I rewatched it, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be like moonshine. It's going to be something like that. And then when they're like, no, just well,
0: course, <laughs> I'm like,
2: <laughs> What? <laughs> well, and that was after, wrong. It wasn't 48 hours because 48 hours is actually a lot more. Do I forgot it's, it's 28 hours. 28 hours. Yeah. Uh, 28 hours is, I'm tr- as a benchmark, I moved to Utah from North Carolina, but let's call it another nine, oh gosh, another 12 hours pa- uh, from Oklahoma. I'm sorry. That would have been 18 hours driving just from like uh, Oklahoma to here. Uh huh. So it's a 36 hour drive at nine hours a day, not the world's yep. most fun drive. Yeah. So you have to do half the, a little better than half the country in 28 hours Ooh. and load and use and do every, all the, all the bio stuff you need to do. Right. It's yeah. a little tight. You, well, yeah. you got
1: to stop for the Diablo sandwich. Well, of course. Well,
0: <laughs> well, that's not all they stopped for. <laughs> Uh, so, gotta, uh, you got to stop eat. and stretch your legs for a walk, and you, you know other stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got you to stretching is key. Stretching is key. Yeah. So, you, you <laughs> big little leaders come up. They make the make the challenge. Bandit accepts it. Goes and tells goes and wakes Cletus up to tell him. So we got a job, and you know they come up with this kind of hair brain scheme. And like, <laughs> how are we going to do this? Because Smokey's going to be all over us. And this is when Bandit unveils bandit one which is the black t-top trans am right and it's just like oh so you'll be in the truck you know i'll be in the band in in this car you'll be in the truck and you know i'll be your blocker and i'll scout ahead and he did not spare any horsepower in (laughs) any location city you know town on the highway he's just like oh look i got I got a car that goes fast. I would love to have seen what the gas bills were like for this yeah. movie because oh, yeah. with all of the driving, especially in you know just punching it with these car with this car that's a you know sports car, I just would love to know what their gas it's, budget was for this yeah it was it's not the most fuel efficient even today, but back yeah.
1: then can you <laughs> the the no. the accelerator goes up and the fuel gauge goes down and it's it's equal <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. But yeah, and-
1: speaking of the speaking of the director though, um like they strapped rockets, like what Evil Knievel used to try and jump the Snake River onto the car for the for the bridge. And evidently he was like a key leader in getting airbags installed for um <laughs> not only for this for the for the movie industry, but that led to airbags
0: being installed into regular cars, interesting. What, I, I do have some notes on the jump that I would give the director, and I'm sure he's interested in my notes. Yes. Um, it's much more interesting if you make the jump at least a little bit difficult on screen, because when <laughs> Bandit does it, he he clears he clears not just the gap between the bridge. He clears <laughs> the gap and the other half of the bridge, basically, and just keeps going. And I thought it would be much more interesting if he like barely <laughs> hits the other side of the bridge. And makes it much more believable when the police cars can't make it. Because I'm like, well, see, this, is, probably... this is where
2: you're going into Fast and the Furious territory. <laughs> yeah. You've got, to, you've got to remember, for the time, this was the Fast and the Furious. And this is right. another thing that, like, there have been chase movies and there have been heist movies, and you have car action scenes. We don't have things with, like, this kind of jump. And the way that they set it up, you know, the fact that, you know, he gets to the bridge, he's like, uh, okay, we'll go back. And they realize they can't turn around and go back. So he's like, We're just going to go for it. And, you know, especially as a six-year-old kid in the theater, it's like, what if they don't make it? Mm. So this, you know, so you have to have that kind of remove from what we're used to with stunts, like, you know, can they they keep two wheels at least on the bridge or two wheels on the ground and, and maybe have, maybe make the jump. But this was one of those really early, you know, I think the only other jump, before this, that had been that kind of daring was the 1973 Live and Let Die, where they mm. did a the corkscrew jump with the gremlin with the slide whistle. But, you know, this is one of those, you've got a pretty intense moment because they are literally, there are uh, police cars right behind them. And it's, it's a tense moment. So you're like, can they make this? And here, here's, you know, spoiler they make it. They, they really <laughs> yeah. make it yeah um so then you that.
1: immediately see the police cars go right into the lake yeah
2: right into the yeah. river so yeah. so it makes it look like wow that was cool and you know honestly six-year-old me was like that was cool so right right yeah to be honest 52 yeah. year old me still seeing the movie goes that's kind of cool so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and we you know, we mentioned Sally Fields in the movie, so yes, Bugle and Cletus make it to Texarkana. They load up the truck, and now they're like, okay, we got to get back. And the funniest thing, one of the funniest things to me is watching Jerry Reed in his truck with his basset hound, because <laughs> his basset hound is his wingman basically. Yeah, Fred. Fred, and the entire time they're doing this, he's got one of these big desktop calculators. I'm like, how the hell is he powering this thing? <laughs> it's like. Battery because it was, it was one of the ones that's like at least this big and you're just like okay that yeah, was huge so he's on, he's on his dashboard you know driving with one hand, crunching numbers trying to figure out are we on or behind schedule and they were oddly behind schedule a lot in this movie but, yeah but you know they, they keep going and as they're on the way back, we encounter a woman in a bride's dress in the middle of the road. <laughs> which you're like well that's an odd thing but okay mm-hmm.
1: not something you see every day
2: not something you see every day and she's hitching a ride and it's sally field and she is escaping a wedding to uh buford t justice jr who's mm-hmm. she's like yeah nope which is how sheriff buford t justice winds up dogging bandit from texas back to states. yeah and you know let's not talk about jurisdiction and reciprocity that doesn't really <laughs> play in here <laughs> well this the, is revenge this, this is, is no 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 no. it's a man on a mission yes yeah. absolutely he's been and, wronged and he has been wrong his family has been aggrieved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yes. you know the, you you add in the whole all this chatter on the cb at this point across the country now about this run and people are like lining up in towns that they're going through, waiting for the truck and mm-hmm. the car to go through. And they're just like, got signs and they got flags. And it's the strangest thing. It's like we're having a parade for a guy who's bootlegging whiskey. <laughs> I mean, uh, beer. Yeah. Okay. This was before TikTok. This was the- before TikTok. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. He he becomes, he, he he's a legend already in nice. the movie, right? and And we see that play out through the CB radio and everything else, and you've got the the uh, <clears throat> ladies in the pink uh, motorhome that are helping him out. You've got every trucker. I love the trucker that's helping him out. He's like, "Hey, just so you know, there's a there's a bunch of uh, Smokey up here, and they're you know they've got a speed stop and whatever to catch you." And he's saying this as the cop is
2: writing a ticket for him <laughs> and giving him the <laughs> ticket, like. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many incongruities with this movie. You just have to kind of go ignore. Right. But, yeah. But again, like the fact that that Bandit one
0: is clean. No matter how many dirt roads yes. that car goes on, yep, it's never covered in dust. It is. It is spotless. I mean, that alone would have sold the car for me. I can go anywhere, and this car is going to stay clean. There you go. So now, I remember it. riding in that Trans Am. There was a lot that was cool about that car. I thought it was a cool oh, yeah. car when I was a kid.
1: Oh yeah. So, was that uh, was that woman wearing a wedding dress? She was. (laughs) She (laughs) wearing now. I'm
2: like wow. So so to that she you know Sally Field gets in the car. She's in this. I mean, and it's not a small wedding dress. No, it's not. It's honeycomb big. And (laughs) she gets in the car, and then she realizes I don't want to be in this thing anymore. So she changes in the middle, like flips over the seat. Changes the dress. You're just kind of like. He's driving 120 miles an hour. (laughs) And and, you know. Trying not to be distracted by this. It You know just like. There's a a strange woman. That just got into my car. In a wedding dress. And now she's changing. Out of said dress. And he wasn't. It wasn't like. Must stay focused. It was like. (laughs) But it also leads to getting. Sally Field's. uh, Handle. Frog. Because of the way she was jumping around. Which is a
0: great handle.
2: (laughs) Yes. I. I
0: think this movie helped two things catch on even more CB radio and distracted driving, because yes, you watch Burt Reynolds driving. You're like, I could do anything while I'm driving. I wonder how many teenage guys saw this movie. And then later with their girlfriend tried to do the sweet, the seat switching that they did, Uh see if they could slide under and she could move over. Cause I'm like, that's gotta be pretty cool to be able to do that. I I thought about wanting to try it, but it doesn't look as cool in my, you know, eight passenger Honda Pilot. (laughs) And at my age,
2: so it's as cool as you want to make it, Jake.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and the funny thing is, I just
2: I don't know that I want to try to make it that cool, Robert. He's
1: not. He's not driving down the interstate at that point. This is the back windy roads of it's too America.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, and that's one of the things I think was also kind of fun about this movie is they didn't they didn't just keep it to the freeways. Because right. If you're going to make this kind of a run, you want to you want to stay on the freeway because you you're going to have yeah. a higher speed limit. Although at that point, national speed limit was 55. Right. And they are well above that. I remember
1: those days. Yeah. Double. When it, went and to 60, it was amazing day. Yeah, exactly.
2: And so they're going through back roads, small towns, back country. Well, maybe not back country, but like country two-lane roads, you know, one in one direction, one in the other direction. And it's it's the hammer is down the entire time. (laughs) And you're just like, this is this is it is a kid, you're just like, they're going fast, this is great. Right. And you're wondering why your parents don't drive this fast. And and then (laughs) as you get older, you go, Oh, that's why. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's not safe, (laughs) (laughs) among other things. There was no safe driving in this movie. At oh yeah, seatbelts. No seatbelts were a silly hassle. Oh, I, I remember like it. it. Yeah,
1: we we had a Datsun. We'd like put the back down and lay in the back, and there was the middle hump seat with no seat at all, let alone a seatbelt. Yeah,
0: I totally remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So this this yeah. movie was not exactly uh, consumer <laughs> safety commission friendly. <laughs>
0: And it's funny because those are the kinds of things that you watch a movie like this, and that's what makes mm-hmm. it stand out compared to what yeah. you watch today. Because it's kind of like anytime you see somebody ride a motorcycle in a movie now, they have a helmet. Yes. and when I was younger, that this wasn't was the Cruise. case.
1: Well, usually, yeah. Well, Tom Cruise of, is the exception. And,
0: yeah, yeah, and then. You know, seatbelts, like even in Fast and the Furious, I think they wear seatbelts most of the time. And it's just, uh-huh. that's what you show on TV. And then smoking, you, you mentioned that, Robert? Yeah, I mean, they smoking
2: the like chimneys in this movie. Yes, yes.
0: nonstop. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love <laughs> when Sheriff Justice gets out of the car, when they're catching the guys that are, that are going to start robbing the, the van, take everything off the van. And he just stands there with his hand like this, <laughs> and his son puts the cigarette in his hand puts it in backwards so he's got to flip it around
1: and he just gives him that look like
0: you idiot yeah which he Sorry, repeats Daddy. over and over
2: in this movie like he is not nice to his son at all yeah his son is not the sharpest knife i mean little no. thing, i would say has a couple brain cells that he can rub together and go clue yeah uh junior Junior. no, no.
1: Mm-mm. He's 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 no. in it. <laughs> well, and it, I think it's interesting. I think um the Trans Am is like the picture of Dorian Gray and the the opposite is the police car because nothing happens to that Trans Am and everything happens to that police
0: car. Very yeah. interesting
2: observation. Yeah. So and, and yeah, that's that went much deeper. deeper. That's evident police car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh it gets Tommy Boyd is basically what <laughs> happens to that police car, or planes, trains, and automobile. It's a yeah. you know. I
2: mean, how many things happen to a police car? The doors get ripped off, the roof the gets, gets ripped, ripped off. Back. Um, it just gets. But it becomes evidence, dash. Robert. That's evidence. Put the <laughs> evidence in the back seat, Junior. Uh, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. that, that
0: this movie is ridiculous, Robert. It really, really is. But in the Everything about it says that this movie is, is just – it should not work, but it does. And I think that's what's amazing about it. You figure the guy that wrote it and directed this is his first go at it. He obviously knew the material, and you can tell that comes through. Everybody in the movie's bought in on what they're doing. Yeah. Everybody is just putting in a great performance in what they're doing. And I think that just comes through. Like they had fun making this movie I was, and I it's fun say, to watch.
1: I think Burt Reynolds said this was the most fun he ever had on any film set.
2: And I mean, not only that, so, I mean, you not only get good action, but you've also got, like I mentioned before, a country music legend writing songs for this movie.
0: Right. And, right.
2: um, you know, you have Eastbound and Down and Westbound and Down, which are, two sides of the same coin and it's literally one of the funniest things about the songs are they're telling the story of the movie
1: yeah you know i mean they're literally yes. just
2: telling you what's happening in the movie right, right. and you're sitting there going i'm just going to listen to it because this is great and i'm look. not the biggest country music fan I'm, right. let me rephrase, I'm not the biggest modern country music fan right. older country and western i can i can handle pretty well and this was just upbeat and fun and silly and ridiculous enough that you're just like okay Eastbound and Down and Westbound and Down are two of my all-time favorite songs. Just again, yeah. the nostalgia factor, but they're just mm-hmm. fun songs. And they're you know, they're highlighting this the movie. They're making fun of the cops in the movie. Uh uh yeah, disclaimer. Cops are not painted in a good light. Cops are not painted in a all. good light in this movie. And knowing some police officers, i looking and go, Oh, wow, yeah, you you couldn't do that. Could you? No, couldn't do anything remotely like that. So there's they they take some latitude with mm, with yeah. the law enforcement in this movie, and they poke a lot of fun at it, and you know, Southern justice is as, yeah. as well. Um, but I, you know, I, I can't lie, I love the movie. Yeah, yeah it it is a fun
0: movie, um, and and I just think that's. Like I said, it's surprising because there's a lot of things that could have gone very, very wrong with this movie. And I think that that's the same kind of um, magic that people feel when they watch some people. I I have not been able to get into it. I'm sorry. But Fast and the Furious, and I know that we've compared it before, but a lot of people really, really enjoy it. And I think that it's that same kind of, you kind of turn the brain off and just enjoy the action and the comedy and the fun.
2: So that, that raises a question. So for the Fast and the Furious movies, is it all of them for <clears> you? Because the first two <sighs> were actually played very, very, very seriously. I mean, they, they took themselves seriously and then it just became what, it became unfortunately like the James Bond or Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. And let me, uh, the James Bond movies of the probably okay. mid 70s to early 2000s, where it became less about James Bond and all about what gadget does he get in this movie? Right. So in yeah. the Fast and the Furious, it becomes more of the what is the crazy stunt cars in space that we're going to see in this movie? Yeah. And or you yeah. know, dragging a bank vault through Rio.
0: Yeah. So, know, so if we I don't think for Smoky... me, go ahead, Tracy. I was gonna
1: say if we don't have Smokey and the Bandit, we probably don't get one of the <clears throat> greatest road chase movies ever in Mad Max Fury Road.
2: Right. Well, I, well. I, there's a lineage there because not only did uh, Hal Needham direct this movie and to get to your point I'll, I'll get there in a second we got Cannonball Run from this right which is now we're taking the we're taking the bootlegging aspect out and making it just a strict race movie and race and chase movie and so I think that you're right if we don't get Smoking the Bandit where there's like we could do this and then, you know, kind of try to one up it with what can we make the most ridiculous race kind of movie mm-hmm. to that and then in every, all of the I mean, even Fast and the Furious, because you have to go through Fast and the Furious to get to Fury Road. Right. You know, what can we do to make this to make this
1: but take it's it a, to the next level? Well, and it's an out and back movie, too. A lot of these, like the Fast and Furious, they're just going to one destination. But you're going somewhere, and then you're retracing your steps I and mean, coming all the way back. Yeah,
2: first go away, then come back. Yeah, <laughs> and and so there's there's that progression that you get from Smoking the Bandit all the way through. And you know, I know that there was a lot of ridicule early on when they were talking about we're going to make a movie about this guy who goes and bootlegs beer across the country, and for Needham to come back and make a movie that that not only captured the public's imagination because of the action, the the chases, and just and popularized. I'm sorry, riding on the popularity of 70s CB culture, mm-hmm. and just went. I'm going to shove all of these together and make a movie. And like Jake was saying, it sounds like at face value, you're just like, no, there's no way. And I'm actually kind of curious about who at Universal was the the final guy who said, okay. Here we go, because I'm sure that he (laughs) caught flack up until they started seeing dollar signs. It's like, oh, people are seeing this movie a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, Before we give grades, Jake, I found this and I thought this was interesting. So Needham came up with the idea for the film after he learned that transporting Coors beer east of the Mississippi was a bootlegging crime. A 1974 article in Time, three years before the movie, Explained why cores was so sought after, and that what why people would pay such a high price for it is it had a lack of stabilizers and preservatives. Uh, the lack of additives and preservatives meant that cores had the potential for spoiling in a week if not kept cold throughout its transportation and storage at its destination. This explains the twenty eight hour deadline.
2: Oh, so well, they're interesting. interesting.
0: So they did research. They did. They did. <laughs> that was all it, the research they did for that movie well but listen that's another
2: bet i would have lost <laughs> well here's another another little tidbit uh beaufort t justice was the name of an actual cop in florida what? that burt reynolds father knew so because that wow. is
1: one of the greatest names ever
0: So, yeah.
2: I I just thought it was lazy writing. (laughs) What
0: should we call this? (laughs) Sheriff from the South. Let's call him Buford. Buford, what? Uh, Justice. Let's go with Justice. (laughs) Yeah. Let's take Uh, it up
1: now to give him a middle
0: initial. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I just think, you know,
1: I I kind of wish I had a time machine just so I could go back and hang out on this set because, yeah, yeah, you've got Gidget, you've got, uh, you, you know, just all these people. Um, It reminds me, I was watching it last night and I was reminded how good the Saturday Night Live impression on Celebrity Jeopardy
0: was of (laughs) of (laughs) Norm MacDonald doing Burt Reynolds.
1: Yeah, Norm, I couldn't think of his name, but his impression, I was watching that again, you know, watching the movie last night and I'm like, oh my gosh, that impression is so good.
0: I thought you were just watching Celebrity Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live again. Like every once in a while, Tracy just puts up the playlist from YouTube of all the old Celebrity Jeopardy episodes, oh, and, and the, the YouTube rabbit
1: holes like, I'll go down. You don't even want to. Know oh them. my goodness!
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> we've all been there. What are you watching? I don't even know anymore. I don't know how <laughs> here. Here. I got here. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm here see. now. Yeah, and I just know I have to keep going. Yeah, the only um, way,
2: the only way through, the only way to the end is through. The only way. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I can't stop now. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's give this movie a
0: grade. But before we do, we just want to remind you to please go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, and then share this movie if you like it. Comment below with your favorite car chase movie, uh, because that's what this is. is a big, big car chase, fun, fun movie. I think this is the type of movie that can only be made. In America, for American audiences, because we've all done the road trip thing, and I don't know, you know, in a lot of other parts of the world, that is not as common. I mean, Europe is like the size of the United States, so you don't do a road trip like you Across do.
2: Europe. It's yeah. just different. It's just exactly. different. A train I think, there because trains go everywhere, so you can you don't have to take yeah. your car. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you would want right. to go someplace. You hop on a train, and you know, you yeah. forget everything else, and just oh, magically, we're here. Yeah, which in and of itself is amazing,
0: but it's just a very different experience than the than the road trip that we do so often here in the United States, and it's just fun. Um, for me, this movie was a B. It doesn't have the same nostalgia factor, I think, um, but I still really enjoyed it. It was still really, really funny, and you can tell uh, that it was just uh, a lot of love went into making the movie. Uh, and that people were having a good time. And when that comes through on film, I think that it makes for an entertaining movie. Even if the premise and everything just seems ridiculous, that's all right. Sometimes you just got to go for it.
1: <laughs> and this is not the silliest movie we've reviewed. We reviewed Clifford.
0: So yes, that is true. <laughs> this is not as silly as Clifford.
2: <laughs> I, I'm glad I, that Robert
1: picked that one up. Cause not a lot of people, when you say Clifford, they think of the big red dog. They don't think of Martin Short. So wow, yeah. What's I, I got there I wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm with you, Jake. Uh, I, I, I grew up more on the Cannonball Run. I'm a few years younger than Robert, not by much, but uh, just a few. I remember seeing it. I remember my dad enjoying it. Um, but I, we, I remember Cannonball Run and um, the the Clint Eastwood, the right turn, Clyde. Um, oh um, uh, the monkey. Yes. Who, anyway, those yes anyway which any which way but loose yeah so um this one didn't quite have the nostalgia factor but i'm still going to give it a b it's a lot of fun um it is it's one of those movies where we talk about sometimes where it is a snapshot of a time like it's not a timeless picture this is definitely set within a certain time Mm -hmm. but uh man it's just a lot of fun burt reynolds is great sally field um jackie gleason it's a stacked cast and just it's fun
2: so I'm going to agree with you. It is definitely a B-movie, a, a B-grade movie. Um, but because I do have that nostalgia factor, it 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 bumps up to a A-minus for me. Cool. Just because there's a lot of emotional mm-hmm. impact and content that, you know, like I said, I saw this movie three times in the theater. And my father sat through it three times in the theater with me. Um, but... You know, it is, I think that you your statement that it's a snapshot of a certain time in America is spot on, and it's, it's not really, it's not an unflattering look at that time, right. because it could very easily have gone, some of the characters do go a little into caricature, but mm-hmm. this entire movie could have gone into caricature, and they Definitely. did a good job, and like you said, Needham put a lot of love into this, because it was something that you know, as a first-time director you don't want to be like, well, They gave me the shot. I don't want to have, never have this opportunity again. Right. And I think that because of that, we get a quality of movie that is highly unexpected for what this is. What are you doing? We're driving across the country and back. You know, that's National Lampoon's Vacation, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. an entirely different road trip kind of movie. Right. A different feel. But this one, they were like, we want to play with the, we want to play fast and loose with the rules a bit on this one, but we want to keep it I'm honestly kind of grounded, and they did, except for, you know, the the car jump scene, or the (laughs) car under truck scene, or Um, the, we're going to slide a truck out of a convoy to put a car in the middle of two trucks, and then move the truck kind of back into the convoy, but not quite, so that you can't see the car in the convoy. (laughs) The suspension of disbelief for some of the things in this movie, little nice. (laughs) I I, I expected the car to, like, him to take an off exit, and then be like,
0: oh. Crack. Yeah, because because yeah. apparently
2: apparently police cars don't have rear view mirrors. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: That was my thought. As they pulled up, I'm like, now they should be able to see them just by looking in the mirror, but they didn't check their mirrors at all. Why would you? And
2: you know, why would well, you even look at this when you're looking for
0: somebody?
1: No, it's it's the card can't. You put on those those glasses and all of a sudden it's
0: not yeah. superman anymore. They, they were just looking straight ahead. <laughs> Keep your eyes but, on the road. That's
2: some good I, I, police I work a, there. I give it a good B, a, a good solid B. With uh, a couple of bonus points for nostalgia, we 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 yeah. have
1: often done that on this show where we're like, my my I, myself now would
0: give it this rate, but because I remember seeing it as a kid, mm. then it's got to go up to here. Yeah, yeah. There have been a couple of days that I've given out that I'm like, screw it, it's an A. I don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I get everything that's wrong with the movie. I don't care. Yeah, and, and there are there are movies that I, I totally get that with, and this you know like I said it's problematic, in you know socially it couldn't be made in today's climate yeah. without without protests on one side or the other, mm-hmm. if not both, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well,
1: and it, I think it's this is such kind of like a a love letter. to to the to the south at that time and it's kind of like a little it's kind of like a little gentle poke like we can laugh at this together whereas it seems like now a lot of the humor is much sharper and much harsher
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yep so yeah there you go well there you go there is Smokey and the bandit robert thank you for selecting this film
2: thank you for joining us today thank you for having me and thank you for allowing me to uh (laughs) inflicted this movie upon you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, that's a, that's a I don't B. feel
0: <laughs> inflicted at all. Um <laughs> we will be back next week. Uh Val is still going to be gone, but we'll have special guest uh James Owen who has been on the show before with us. He we talked about a night's tale with him, and uh, this time we're talking about Thomas Crown affair. So, uh be back for that. And then later this week we will be releasing our Patreon exclusive episode of Dungeons and Dragons. We got to go see that. Robert will be back for that one. Thank you, Robert, for joining us yeah, on that one as well. Thank you for having me. And uh, we are excited to talk about that and share that with you. It comes out on March 31st, so you'll definitely want to check that out in the theaters. Uh, but thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and, and watching. We appreciate your support. Uh, and until next time, we won't see you at the movies. Breaker, or Breaker. Or that's a good 10 4. <laughs> This has been an Age of Geek media production.